Hey guys, and welcome to the July 29th episode of the Ask the Property Pros podcast. This episode is brought to you by Lighthouse Home Inspections and the Ask Adam team at William Ravis Bear McIntosh. I'm Brett Thompson. And I'm Matt Maroney. And it's our job to help you navigate through the real estate and construction world. So again, exciting week, exciting couple of weeks. You know, our live people already know Brett had a new baby. Sure did. Right? Happy, healthy, everything's going well. So if you missed us, that's where we were. We yeah. were uh, hanging out in the hospital waiting for the new baby to arrive a week late. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. And uh, a baby girl. Yeah. Definitely uh, destined to be best friends with Matt's baby girl. Absolutely. Two months old now. Eight, they're eight weeks apart. Our little girls are eight weeks apart. It's going to be a lot of fun. Couldn't be better. And, we have... Uh, uh, yeah, I... Um, Got a pretty good Godfather set up for, Yo, my, for my. What's up, Godfather? Uh, me? I look like the Godfather, yeah, right? You know, we that's were. What, we that's were, what's going on. We were looking for a more qualified home inspector to be the Godfather. Turns out it, there, there isn't, isn't one. one. Right? There's not one. There's nobody. There's nobody out there. It's it. I'm the guy. Um, so <laughs> we have a great episode lined up tonight. We have an awesome guest that's going to be on with yeah, us. Some great Q and A, Adventures from the Field. Absolutely. We got some funny things that happened on some inspections over the last two weeks. Yep. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right, guys, stay tuned. Hey, guys, we are back with Tom from JT Home Inspections based out of Yorktown Heights. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? We're doing, doing good. Doing all right, Tom. Thanks, man. So uh, how's, how's it been? How you doing? You busy? Yeah, yeah, swamped, you know, uh, in this market. It's uh, been a little crazy. The market is nuts, man. The market man. is mayhem. I had a couple of people in the last few weeks who they book, and then they lose the house before the inspection. They cancel. So it makes my schedule crazy, too. Yeah, that happens a lot. And, uh, you know, I just had it happen the other day. Uh, I just happened to book a home inspection, and the same exact day, uh, they ended up canceling. Yep. Uh, you know, they got Yeah, it happens uh, fast. So I wanted to have Tom on because he is super qualified. He's been in construction. How many years have you been in construction, Tom? Uh, now about 25 years. So wow. 25 years he's been building uh, renovations, ground-ups, the whole thing. He's just been in it forever. He's been doing home inspections a long time. He teaches. He's just really in it. So when I'm always talking about hiring the most qualified guys, it's guys like him, it's guys like myself that, you know, are, we see what else is going on out there. For me, as a licensed electrician, I had to prove that I'd been working for seven years. I had to show W-2s. I had to prove that I'd learned and then go through extensive testing right. to get that license. Which you don't need to do if you want to be a home inspector. A home inspector? No. You can go to like a two-week class. You can know nothing. You can right. be a car salesman. And there's guys out there right now. Tell, tell me, am I am I making this up? Now, I see the guys coming through the class. Uh, I get new students every month. And I always start off uh, with, hi, how you doing? Uh, what is your background? <laughs> and I'm going to nine and a half out of ten, their background has nothing to do with construction. Nothing. Nothing. A lot of cops, a lot of firemen, a lot of guys who are retired. I bet, a, got, bu I bet a bunch of realtors, right, Tom? Yep. Uh, I get a lot of realtors. 
but most, I'm going to say the majority of them are people that have retired, yep. uh, looking for a second career. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing. You get guys that come in and say, well, my friend had a home inspection and, you know, he was charged uh, 600 bucks. I figured that I could do this because I know a couple things right. about Easy houses. money. Yep, that's what they look at it as, easy money. And they're affecting people's life savings. People are investing their biggest investment of their life and they're relying on some guy who knows nothing, who he memorized the 50 things he needed to know to pass a test. Right. You know, the basics. This is a double tap breaker. This is a pointy screw. This is a flat That's screw. This is what a GFI And then he's, like. right. We have a guy, actually, the last week I got a call from an agent. The home inspector went to the house, took the cover panel off, and didn't feel comfortable putting the cover back on the panel. So he left the house with the panel wide open. I mean, if you have a person who's not qualified to put the cover on the panel, right. that's who you want evaluating your system. Right. It's, it's unbelievable to me that that's going on out there. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I tell you, I just had one the other day. I, well, I, I, I'm in the middle of doing some work at my house, and I just so happened to get out of the truck at Home Depot, and a guy's staring at me. <laughs> uh, the guy starts to ask me questions about home inspections, and... Uh, he said he just had a home inspection the day before, and the guy did not take the electrical panel cover off because the screws were too tight, and he was afraid to snap the heads. It's unreal. Wow. People are trusting someone like that to evaluate their electrical system, and they're not even qualified to take the cover off the panel. And there's guys out there like that. That's why you have to do your research, because there's also people out there who are recommending these guys and if you're not checking for yourself what they did, you know, that brings me to another point. Some people ask me, how, like, what's a good way? One of the things I say is try LinkedIn as a place to check someone's background because it tends to show, you know, what they right. were doing, their, right. their work history. For sure. When you see someone who says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I used to be a real estate agent, home inspections, that might not be who you want. For sure. You know, so you, you really need to do your research yeah. if you're about to spend a lot of money. Right. No, LinkedIn's a great idea. I mean, they would say, oh, they worked for this company for this amount of years, this company for this amount of years, they have X amount of recommendations, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. So what else? You see anything else crazy out there uh, recently? Well, I mean, yeah, I get it a lot. I actually just... Uh I get a lot of uh, you know, realtors calling me up. Hey, we just had a home inspection done. Can I ask you a question? And yep. they're not saying you know that you know, they just want for their peace of mind. Uh, I just had one of the realtor call me the other day and goes, uh, you know, we had a radon test done, and the home inspector put the radon canisters on the floor. Uh, <laughs> she goes, I thought they had to be up. And I, and I said, well, what do you mean on the floor? She's like, oh, yeah, they put one in the family room on the floor and then one on the other side of the basement on the floor. I said that they'll, they'll be back. Nice. Well, that's not a, that is not forget, the right way to do it. Forget the side-by-side -side rule. We're just going to stick these wherever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. There are people so, out there who have no... If someone's doing a test, it's not going to be accurate. Nope. Uh, now, that test could actually come back with high rate on and cause someone to spend fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. That is not necessary. Yeah, right. there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. It's unreal how many people I see getting ripped off. People call yeah. afterwards. They say, "Oh, you know, I go to a job. I mean, I have an electrical company, so I'll go to a job and I'll be like, hey, this is this is dangerous. It has to be replaced.' I say, well, we just bought this house. No one told us that.'" Call your home inspector. I don't right. know what to tell you. Right. Who did you hire that didn't tell you? Right, that you have a yeah. problem. I 
I did, I did one uh, the other day in Tarrytown. Realtor called me up, recommended me. I did the home inspection. Uh, I walk in as a Federal Pacific panel. This is a house that is for sale. They had pre-inspected. The yep. seller, the seller said, "Oh, we had a real, we had a home inspector came in that never came up on a home inspection report that there was a Federal Pacific panel." Right. This isn't uh, rocket science either. This isn't stuff that it takes a master to know. I mean, a Federal Pacific panel. We've known that that was a defect since since the, the mid seventies. I mean, yep. We've known I mean, that, that this was a fire hazard. Federal Pacific, bam, pops up. I mean, that's that's like that's day one if stuff. You're a home inspector, you don't know about Federal Pacific panel that you should not be doing home inspections. Right. It's unreal. It's unreal for me to think that a guy who can't take the cover off a panel and put it back on is there evaluating the ampacity of a service conductor. Like that person has no clue what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And they're charging I, money. Well, I always tell my clients there's. You either pay up front or you pay at the end. Yep. And really what that means is you pay up front with, for a good home inspector, knowing that you're going to get a qualified job, or you're going to hire someone not qualified, and when you pay later, which means you're, that home inspector missed a major defect and it's going to cost you a lot of money. A lot of money. Right. You know, we're not talking about, you know, a crazy amount of money. Either. No. Like what, what, you might be able to find some guy who knows nothing that will do it for like 300 Not only that. Like you, you save, what, a couple hundred bucks? A couple hundred bucks. Not only that, but what I also see. Over $50. I also see guys now, though. I see some of the guys who are the least qualified guys starting to up their numbers. And I think they do that because they, they feel it'll legitimize them. Oh, well, this guy charges $650. He knows nothing. He's got to be good. He's, right. But he's never done any construction, never done any electric or plumbing work, never built a ground up building, never, just none of the qualifications you would expect. And to pass that test is cake. I had somebody call me today who wants to get into the business, and they, you know they they've owned a landscaping company. I'm like, you know, that's great. You can tell them a lot about landscape, but if you've never done electric, never done plumbing, never built anything from the ground up, I mean, I can't imagine you being the qualified candidate. No, it's yeah. It, they should really have. It should. I mean, the school I teach is four months, uh, which is a lot better than most of the other ones. But you can go to some of these colleges, and it's a two week program. Right, so two weeks. That's it. You're done. Wow. But even even with the four month program, that's great. But the fact that there's no prerequisite for experience in the field, I mean, because four months is still only a couple of days a week, a couple of hours a night. This exactly. is not like a rigorous four month boot camp. Right. It's a it's a couple of hours. It's like a little class. Yeah, like to get a plumber, a master plumber's license, you have to put a decade in. To get a master electrician's license, you have to put that decade in. To be considered a master carpenter, you would have to put that decade of work in. And yep. to be a, a home inspector, you could wake up being a car salesman, and by wintertime, you could be out trying to charge people money legally for home inspections. And it's because the state rules regarding home inspections are, are just ridiculous. That's really crazy. But that's why I always say people got to do their research, because yeah. I know there's guys out there, especially where I am in Rockland, who are charging money and have no clue. They know the 50 basic things that come up on every inspection. Right. The double tap breaker, the, well, the GFI on the kitchen counter. Yeah. But when it comes to anything complicated, I know they have no experience there at all. Right, and th those yeah. are the items that really matter. 
Right. And, and I see the same thing. You know, I'm a realtor here in Rockland County. I'm also very active in Bergen County in New Jersey. I called you like, what, six weeks ago-ish. Yep. And I'm like, hey, I've got a problem. I'm dealing with this buyer. I've got this home inspection. They're saying there's like aluminum wiring throughout the house. And we've got yep. to get this checked out. He's saying it's a fire hazard. They're starting to freak out. And there was no aluminum wiring in the house. None. None. Zero. The inspector just saw some tinned copper, had no idea what he was looking at, and called it out. It was a whole ordeal because the inspector had no idea what he was looking at. Right. No idea. Now, he caused someone to spend excess money that wasn't necessary. Right. Plus, it delayed the whole thing. I mean, it was a whole thing. Right. And when you're dealing with real estate transactions, I mean, nerves are high. Everyone is anxious. Like, you just don't... You, you need the right team because any little thing could be a monkey wrench in, like, this whole... In a cog of this giant system. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and anyway... Being, being qualified as a, as a home inspector... You really need to know electric, plumbing, framing. Absolutely. You need to know everything. Absolutely. Uh, Do you know what the requirements were for me to become a a licensed electrical inspector? I'm I'm a licensed electrical inspector in Rockland County. Yeah. I I mean, you have to be top of the top. You have to burn down and someone to die. Absolutely. I mean, mean, same thing with home inspectors. I mean, you don't say something. Yep. You can cause someone to get seriously sick. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a really big deal. Yep. And people, yeah. they, people do not do their research, and they hire the wrong people all the time. Well, the reason I brought Tom on is because he is one of the best. I mean, I, you know, I'm one of the best, but it's all right. Tom's out of Yorktown Heights. I'm out of Rockland over here. If you got something in Westchester, maybe me and him will fight over it. Tom is a super qualified guy. If you are not going to hire me, this is my show, you know? <laughs> if you're not going to hire me, though, this is the guy you want right here. Tom, how can our listeners get a hold of you if they want you for a home inspection? Uh, I mean, you can always search on Google. I mean, I, I have 75 star reviews on Google alone. So, I mean, just from that, I mean, when you're looking for a home inspector, don't just take the recommendation from your realtor. Definitely not. Uh, you got to do research, go online, search the company. Right. I'm a firm believer in uh, looking at a sample report. Yeah, for uh, sure. You should definitely, before you hire, hire someone, Matt, I know you write a good report. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen your, your work before. So you have to hire qualified people. And someone like you or me who's been in the business for a long time, uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't change it overnight. Nope. But, you know, we have a buddy who just bought a house and... Uh, it was like 14? Nine. It was nine pages, the inspection report. And yeah, the house... I see it all the time. Did it's it. Dude, and the time. house was 100 like, years yeah. old. It's not like 100 <laughs> things wrong with it. Yeah. Like it, a huge it was like a laundry list. Of it was like a, it was like a, a, a renovation project. It was there like, was tons of things. Yeah, it was a short sale that they you know renovated about twenty five to thirty percent of the home and just stopped. Yep. And nine page report. I can't even imagine how many things that they should have yep. noted. Yep. So anyway, I, I Tom. Love getting, I love getting that call that. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. recommended for home inspection, and I go there, and the realtor says, hey, we just had a home inspection to people before. Yeah, nothing uh, came up. Nothing. Yep, nothing came up. Oh, this should nothing go This up. should go real smooth. Nothing, nothing came up on the last yeah, one. Yeah, like, Great. Okay, bu- okay, buddy. But, yeah. Tom, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll put a link to some of your stuff on our site. All right? All right, thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, we're back with Q&A. We have a great question that came in from Saul. 
He's here in Rockland County, and he's a long-term renter looking to buy a home, so good for you. Saul, thanks for sending us a question. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Now, he's been looking, like a lot of people, they start with the open houses, and they start looking online, and he noticed a property that said there's an underground oil tank on the premise. And he wrote in, like, what does that mean? Is it something that I should be concerned about? Um, definitely short answer. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get crazy. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, 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 steps that you need to take to to know what you're getting involved in. Right. Um, so it, here in Rockland, it's it's just mandated that if there's an underground oil tank that is not working, like a lot of people back in the day, 80s and 90s, they had an oil tank that was underground that was their primary heating source. Then the whole area was converted to gas. Now, what was normal back then? was to properly abandon the tank. Right. So they serviced it, make sure it's dry, and they would fill it with sand, and they'd say, you're good to go. You know, the Hook rules the changed a lot over years, too. Sometimes they were filled with gravel. Sometimes they were filled with dirt. Sometimes they were removed. There was no standard for a long time as to how that was taken care of. Right. So you end up with all different levels of abandonment. Plus... People used to abandon them themselves and they wouldn't have them fully emptied and they'd fill them with gravel. So you don't know what's leaked into the earth. If there's an oil tank in the ground and it's not being used, an abandoned oil tank, at this point, it's to not have it removed, and most places are going to mandate that you have it removed. You have to, period. But, right. If you're in a place where it's not mandated that it be removed, you still need to have this thing removed. If there is... If there is contamination to the soil below the tank, once you close on the home, you could be responsible for an environmental cleanup related to that faulty oil tank. So the day you close, that's your problem. You could be inheriting like a $50,000. Double that. You could be inheriting a $100,000 cleanup. If if the, the soil below the tank is contaminated, they will remove the tank and all of the contaminated soil right. and then truck in new clean dirt. Right. So you're paying like an, an excavator to come out and it's like a ton of money per load of, for to take out this contaminated right. soil. Right. The other thing, you know... Um, You'll, you'll get into tanks that when they were abandoned improperly, it, you know, there's no evidence of the tank being there. So a lot of times now what we recommend is you have a tank sweep. Right. Uh, they normally use ground penetrating radar. Right. They run across the property and that'll tell you for sure whether there's a buried oil tank on the property. Even if there's no record of one, that's the best way to know whether it's there or not. Right. Even if, you know, you had someone who converted it back in the day and things were more loose and they... Who knows? Maybe they took it out themselves. Like, that will not fly. You need a certificate that it was out. Nowadays, I'm dealing with a property where it's an estate sale. I'm representing the seller. And they didn't even know there was an oil tank there. Their, their mom passed away. It's two daughters yep. handling it. They're like, oh, I don't think there's an oil tank. Have an accepted offer. Do an inspection. Do the oil tank sweep. Hey, what do you know? There's, there's an, an oil, oil tank. tank. Right. All right. So now, not only do you have to hire the right uh, company that only deals with this type of situation, but they need to get the permit through the town. Someone from the town has to be present when they take it out. Because God forbid there's like a little pinhole or worse, like some kind of like major problem with the tank. Because even if that was filled with sand, if there's a hole in that, you know what? They're going to make you so you're going to test all that soil around there. It's going to set you back a couple of weeks. Best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you have a catastrophe. It's definitely something you want to know about. Um, Most cases are not major money. 
but the potential is there for it to be a major expense. That's a very good point. So you don't want to always blow your lid when you see, oh, there's a buried oil tank. I mean, 90% of the time, it's removed. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, it's the times when it does leak, that rare occurrence where it wasn't abandoned properly. It leaks into the ground. So there's you know, multiple things that happen that lead to an expensive cleanup. Right. So you just don't want to inherit that responsibility at all. You're not, right. You're completely right. Whoever owns that house is responsible for the cleanup. Right. The day you close, if you didn't do your due diligence to take care of that situation, you're responsible yeah, for it. Yeah, and Matt's right. You know, you have someone come in, rip out the oil tank. It could be like a thousand bucks. Like, no big deal at all. I actually, I sold my in-law's house years ago in Mawa in New Jersey. They yep. they knew that they had some kind of certificate about an old oil tank. So when it came up, they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. We've got the certificate. This said, you know, it was properly abandoned, like through the town. They yep. signed out, but they're like, well, that's not the mandate anymore. You got to get rid of it. Yep. Turns out it, it turned in, it kind of snowballed from there because unbeknownst to them, they had built an addition onto their home. On top of the yep. tank. A beautiful screened in porch, like stunning feature that helped sell the property. They had to have, you know, the, the contractors come in, yep. take all the boards yep. out. Instead of digging straight down to the oil tank, they had to dig next to it, then then through the bottom. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, come on. And that, that should have been a, a thousand really... bucks. And it was like 10. That's also a really tough situation where that was the rule. They followed all of the rules. They were issued paperwork saying what they did was okay. Right. And now the town's saying, no, we made a mistake. That's not okay. Right. So that's an extreme situation. It's tough. You know, they tried to do all the steps to do things the right way, and they still ended right. up with a problem. Codes change. Right. But know? again, because that was taken care of properly, even with all of that, was it a headache? Sure. It was a, a giant headache. But it wasn't. The hundred thousand no, no, dollar, no, not even a little bit, environmental cleanup that would be the potential of of worst case scenario in, in that situation. In that situation, there were two or three little tiny pinholes in that tank. Yep, they had to have it all tested. All the soil tested. Yep. You know, thank even God. where somebody removes it themselves, right. they won't take that. They'll do the soil sampling, right, and make sure that you know nothing leaked, nothing was down into the earth, right. And we're gonna we're gonna work a tip of the week in here because I'm dealing with this situation right now. Actually, I think Marie hit us with the tip of the week. Oh no, two hundred and fifty bucks for the tank suite. That's what you guys spent. That's what they we bought their house two hundred and fifty dollars to avoid the potential. Imagine that for a hundred thousand dollar problem. Actually, so when you're like, oh, I gotta spend two hundred fifty. It sounds like a lot, but for the peace of right, mind right. that that small amount of money provides, there's. It, it's it, not even in question. It, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. Absolutely. If there's it. any potential of that tank being there, have the sweep done. Right. Because even if they said it was removed, don't don't don't, don't listen. Don't. Nope. You can't. You, you know. Plus, you got to do your own due diligence. Plus, there. I mean, it's rare, but there's also people that know that the oil tank is an issue, and because it's abandoned, they'll cut the fill, they'll cut the vent, they'll cut the lines. Just to hope that nobody sees it and it goes unnoticed. Right. So it's always best to do the sweep. You avoid the potential for someone hiding it. You avoid the potential for an unknown tank or an abandoned tank. Um, it really is the only way to be I, sure. I mean, just imagine you buy a house. You, nobody recommends doing a tank sweep. Then, you know, five years from now, you know, your family has grown or whatever. You want to move down south, whatever the situation is. And then you discover you have a tank and you have contaminated soil. Yeah. You are done. Yeah. Like every 
bit of profit you might have made on that investment, yep. what, what the capital improvements you put in, you name it, it is gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's scary. It's absolute worst case that's, catastrophe. It's worst case scenario. scenario. It's rare, but it does happen. You know, we just talked a lot about abandoned tanks because that's like a big, a big thing. But a buried oil tank that's not abandoned, a functional buried oil tank, is still something to pay attention to. Right. It's less than ideal because the potential is there for a contamination of the soil. So, oil, oil's fine. We always we want an above the ground tank. We want a garage tank or an outdoor tank. We want something that doesn't run the same risk for contaminating the earth. Right. Um, they have insurance policies exactly, now. Exactly where I was going with that. If you do, if you are looking at a house that has a buried oil tank that's being used, it should be tested. Right. Pressure test. You know. I'm not the the test. The stuff changes all the time because they're looking for the best way to do things. So for a long time, they were doing a pressure test where they would pressurize the tank, mm-hmm. and and that would tell them if they lost pressure, it was There's leaking. But where you have thinner walls on some of the older tanks, they think the pressure test was actually causing it to leak so there's different it changes often i don't know if you're watching this today or or six weeks from now what the approved best method is um for a while i heard they were doing a vacuum instead of a pressure um but that again you you want to you want to you want to go to the most qualified person you want to go to a specialist who works in that that area and for a full, like I mentioned a moment ago, the fully functioning uh, tanks that happen to be under the ground, they their insurance policies in place. The seller has got to have one. I mean, you, right. you're not going to buy that house without one. And even if you, I mean, people buy homes all the time with unknowns, right? Absolutely. Like how long this could be? Ten years? It could be three. People always worry about the roof. Right. I mean, worst case scenario on the roof is it leaks and it's. Whatever it is. I mean, a giant roof could be twenty thousand dollars. Right. Right? But a regular house roof could be could be ten. Yeah. It's not gonna be a hundred thousand dollars. But that situation could be earth shattering. Yeah. So absolutely. So be careful, Saul. Uh, you know, reach out to us, let me know. Don't if, be if scared away out. from it. Just make sure it's handled before you own it. Yeah, you don't want that there. Period. Right. If it's abandoned, you want it gone. If it's functional, you want to make sure it's tested, and you want to make sure there's an insurance policy that covers it should it fail. That's it. That was good stuff. Thank you guys very much for checking out this podcast. This episode and every episode is brought to you by Lighthouse Home Inspections and the Ask Adam team at William Ravis Bear McIntosh. Guys, we really appreciate you checking it out. We're sorry we missed a couple episodes. Uh, you know, we we had uh, birthing children, right? Some some serious things that had to be taken care of. There was some brief joking about maybe recording an episode from the hospital. We decided that was a bad idea. I, I wanted to do a Facebook Live thing, but I was vetoed by the mama. You know, I did get Facebook Live. What what I get? No, I got um, what's it called? I got I got videoed in. Oh to no, you got FaceTime. FaceTime, that's right. Yeah. I did get FaceTimed into the delivery yep. room. Contractions and all. That was pretty <laughs> pretty cool stuff. Guys, thank you for listening. You can get this anywhere that podcasts are available. We hope that you tune in next week. 
And uh, don't forget to send your questions. Our email is email the property pros at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Ask the property pros.